and welcome to Media Business. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got a great guest today, as many of you know, and I know as well as anyone because I've done a lot of traveling this year. We've had issues with delays in traveling at airports, and one of the main problems is pilots. We don't have enough pilots. Well, the folks at Capital Region Airport Authority are going to do something about that. Nicole Noel Williams is the president and CEO of the Capital Region Airport Authority, and she joins us today. How are you, Nicole? <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Okay. We got a problem. We always hear about people complaining about problems. You guys are helping the solution. Tell us about it. That's right. So back in 2013, regulations changed that required pilots to have now up to 1,500 hours of flight time to fly in the right seat of a commercial aircraft. So just to put it in perspective, it used to be 250 hours and it jumped up to 1,500 hours. So you're talking about another $100,000 in training necessary for pilots to come into a system and start flying. So these are discussions I was having with small, mid-sized airports and express carriers years ago, talking about what are we going to do in the future? How are we going to plan for this? And what can we do to make a change? We were kind of slow in response, I think, in the industry as a whole. And then, of course, with the pandemic, we had a lot of retirees. We had a lot of changes, of course course, with retired mandatory retirement age of 65. So we have all those baby boomers and folks that came out of the military that have been flying for a long time are now retiring. So we just didn't respond quick enough to be prepared for what's now the return in growth in aviation, the additional aircrafts that are coming into the market, the low-cost carriers, and we are short of pilots throughout the entire industry. And again, this is not just here in the United States, this is worldwide that's being impacted with a lack of pilots. So tell us a little bit about the program. How's it work? Yeah. So we've had discussions with our partners throughout Ingham, Eaton, and Clinton County, and we've got Eaton Resa that's taken the lead on a project to start up a flight school. We'll be housing it here at the Lansing Airport. Eaton Resa is taking charge of the entire program, actually submitted a request for funding for a grant for $260,000 through FAA, a flight training program. So hopefully they're awarded the funding that will help support them to get this kicked off with the goal that we'll be able to announce, or Eaton Resa will be able to announce the program by the end of this year to start up classes in fall of 23. So again, we'll primarily see juniors and seniors in high school throughout Ingham, Eaton, and Clinton County that will be available to be able to attend these classes right here at the airport. Half-day class programs, and uh, the goal would be the services start in fall of 23. So it's exciting to partner with our Eaton Risa, Ingham ISD, Clinton Risa, Lansing Schools. Again, everybody throughout the region is going to be able to access this and have that availability to attend the flight school. Nicole, this reminds me of the cool program Western Michigan University has at Battle Creek. I know theirs is a lot more expansive, especially with the mechanics training and whatnot, but it seems like there's a huge need for this. Why not here? 
Yeah, that's right. And that's not only the flight school, when you talk about the maintenance side, the mechanics side, the aviation mechanics, Lansing Community College also has a mechanics program down at our Mason Airport. So the Capital Region Airport Authority, we own and operate the Capital Region International Airport here in Lansing, but we also own Mason Jewett. And that's where LCC has got a great program. And it is one of those approved programs with Delta Airlines as one of those preferred maintenance programs. So they come in you know, a week or two before graduation, interview a handful of the kids. And there's some of the students are walking away with 60K plus job offers from a two-year program. Nicole, do the kids know about this? As you know, there's always been so much emphasis on getting kids into college, but I know there's been some push from folks like you and people in the manufacturing sector and other sectors that, hey, there are trades that you can get in where you can make a lot of money. Do you see a bigger push in letting our kids know about these programs, including yours? Yeah, we'll be working with Eaton Risa to help get this out throughout the region, help to educate parents and students of the opportunities that are now available when it comes to becoming a pilot. So there's an educational process that's necessary. But again, as I talked about this flight time that's required to fly in a commercial aircraft in the right seat of 1,500 hours. If you come out of the military, it's 750 hours. Let's say you go down to Western Michigan and you get a bachelor's degree in aviation management. It's 1,000 hours. If you have an associate's degree aviation focused, it's 1,250. So there's steps that can be taken, but it's one of those industries we've gone through a pendulum of there was a high demand, we filled it, And then the pay scales came down. Now we're back to another position where great paying pilot jobs, mechanic jobs are now available in this industry. How do we know those pilots are ready to go? What's the rigors that they have to pass before we put them up in the air? Oh, multiple testing, your certification that's necessary to get to that position. So there's certified programs and licenses that are required to be a commercial pilot. And that's all part of the training process. What we're offering is that opportunity to get introduced to aviation and the career potentials that are there from discussions of accounting, marketing, management of an airport. All of these pieces will be part of the awareness into this flight training program. We're talking with Nicole Noel Williams, who's the president and CEO of the Capital Region Airport Authority. They operate Capital Region International Airport, as well as Mason Jewett Field. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the travel why we have the delays at the bigger airports and how you may be able to get around that. We'll do that next on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. This is the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley talking with Nicole Noel Williams, who's the president and CEO of the Capital Region Airport Authority. They run the Lansing Airport as well as the Mason Jewett Field. As you know, as well as anyone, Nicole, a lot of folks are complaining about air travel and especially in the bigger airports, there are delays, there are flight cancellations. 
Why is this going on? Tell us what you know. Yeah, a combination of lack of pilots, too many flights actually scheduled for the amount of crews that are available to keep flights operating. So when there is a pilot that's unable to attend for maybe health reasons or whatever it may be the case that a flight ends up having to be canceled, a lot of it's being tied into a shortage of pilots is part of the factor. But, you know, there's opportunities to go around that, you know, looking at nonstop flights. We've got nonstops on American Airlines to Washington, D.C., which is the number Number one business market with us being the state's capital to the nation's capital. That's slowly returning as we come out of the pandemic and getting to DC to conferences and meeting with folks. Of course, the, our flights going back and forth to Detroit, their first morning flights in and out of here to get easy connections to and from. And we're looking forward to seeing Delta add some additional flights back into the market in Lansing, as well as looking at Minneapolis being returned back to the market. So those are some of the key focus areas for Delta is, is bringing Minneapolis and looking at it further development with Atlanta services or other markets like that. Nicole, the flights that are being canceled, were these booked like way a long time ago and now we're having issues with them now because of COVID and shortages with pilots and so on? Yeah, the airlines used to forecast or put their schedules out with pretty firm schedules about six months, seven months in advance. Now they're getting much tighter and tighter. So they're improving this cancellation process as much as they can and making sure that kind of those firm schedules and putting in the flights are a little bit tighter to the actual departure time. So it does make a difference. We're also seeing the shift in airfares. We had extremely high airfares over the last three, four months. And we're starting to see a lot of these airfares come down to markets across the United States. So it's great to see some of these changes that are coming. I know the airfares are going down because gas prices are going down. Any other reasons that are causing that? Well, I think a combination of utilization. As we continue to fill up these airplanes, we can start to level out some of the overall fares that the airlines are putting in. Keeping in mind, we at the airport, we're maintaining safe, secure facilities for our tenants, which is Delta Airlines, American, Apple Vacations, now Avello, for them to be able to operate. And they actually set the flight schedules. They set the fares. So for those listeners that are going, hey, why can't we get this destination or the airfares are too high in this market, help be the squeaky wheel. Help us reach out to these airlines and let them know that we want more service. Let them know there's concerns if you get hit with cancellations or delays or high fares. I think, Nicole, folks who don't fly a lot don't know the secret to flying when it comes to saving time and saving money. And that is to fly local. And Oh, it's going to cost a couple of more hundred bucks. When you put in the time, the travel that you have to go to these airports, talk a little bit about that because I know that's a big push for you. Yeah, a combination of things. You've got the business traveler and a lot of corporations throughout this region have made commitments to changing their travel policies and putting this, so to speak, loss savings of $200. So they will help instruct their employees, faculty, staff, visiting customers to fly in and out of Lansing, even if it costs up to $200 more because of the reimbursement of mileage, the additional cost for parking at perhaps our hub that's down the road. Those are some of the challenges and the reasons why so many corporations are making that shift and change because it all depends on economic development for this region. And the more people that are utilizing their current services, we'll see more service and we'll see even a bigger return on our investment. On the personal side, definitely check, always check the fare.
fares. I mean, a lot of times international flights are hundreds of dollars less than our hub down the road, but always check these opportunities. And of course, our new low cost carrier with Avello Airlines is a great win for this region to the number one leisure destination out of this region to Orlando International. Nicole, just from your perspective of running airports, of managing airports, how much does the economy, inflation, recession, all that factor into people flying? Well, you know, during the pandemic, as we saw the reduction of individuals traveling, we were not alone. All mid-sized, small airports, even our hubs, you look at Detroit, Detroit's still down 30% of their flights that they were pre-pandemic. And that viability, those dollars that have come in and out and help support the airport, future development, future funding of projects is a significant impact. We here at the Capital Region International Airport is just shy of a billion dollar economic impact to this region, a billion. We have over 700 jobs directly related to the airport today on a day-to-day basis and thousands that are impacted because of the rippling effect of the gas stations, the restaurants, all those things coming and going. And that's something I make sure folks think about. The bigger picture, when you get on the road and you're driving to another airport, are you getting gas somewhere close to that airport? Are you purchasing fuel or food along that way? And those dollars we want to have spent here in our region so we see growth for these small businesses throughout the airport as well. We're talking with Nicole Noel-Williams, who's the president and CEO of the Capital Region Airport Authority. When we come back for our last segment, we're going to ask Nicole about future growth for both the airports. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Managing your office supplies is key to a seamlessly functioning business. With over 90,000 items available for free next day delivery and no minimum order, DBI can solve all your office supply needs from pencils to coffee at the very best value. Call DBI and ask a sales representative to show you their product offerings or visit dbiyes.com and request a product catalog. DBI does all things office, office supplies, furniture, and environments. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. We're talking with Nicole Noel Williams. Nicole, all right, let's talk about growth. I know you very well. I know you're planning for years out. Tell us about the possibilities of what's definitely going to happen growth-wise for both of our local airports, and what would you like to see? Yeah, so a combination of things. Think of an airport. One of the key things is master plan. And how do we plan for that 5, 10, 15 years down the road, looking at our runways, our taxiways, our terminal, all the available land that we have and setting up goals and standards as we move forward. So this is a project that will take us about a year, year and a half to complete. We're submitted our draft plan to FAA and waiting for feedback from them. But our goal is to get the community and region engaged and involved as we start thinking about What's the future hold? Think about drone technology, vertical lift. How do we incorporate those into our future planning for here at the Lansing Airport? So that's one key thing. We're excited that earlier this year, we received funding from the federal government and Earmark to support a cargo ramp expansion. 
We've got 63 million pounds of cargo that go in and out of Lansing. We are 90 minutes from 90% of the state's population. And if we look at our UPS operations today, during its peak time, we're eating up majority of that cargo ramp that we currently have. And so this funding that came through as an earmark for the airport for this project, we'll be able to expand over 50% of our cargo ramp. Just to add some additional economic impact this will have, we currently have over 200 employees that are working for UPS today. So if we're doubling the cargo ramp space, we want to look at, are there opportunities with growth of consolidation with UPS? Where's the future hold for the Amazons, the FedEx, the international cargo carriers? So that's a key project. We're excited to have that moving forward. Design will be completed by fourth quarter of this year with construction starting in spring of 23. And then in addition to the cargo ramp, we're focusing on land development that we have right now. So over 37 acres of land that we have currently available, we applied for an EDA grant. It's a $4.4 million grant request, and it'll bring in all those utilities that are necessary so companies can come in and be build ready. We lease our land for businesses that want to develop, and the focus is for businesses to grow here that have that on-demand need for cargo product to get onto an aircraft, right? So that's the purpose of coming to the airport is developing that quick ability to get your product from across the street over to an aircraft and to its destination as quickly as possible. So those are a couple of the key projects that we're working on. You led me into my next question. How much of the airport's business is FedEx, is UPS, is Amazon, is the international cargo? Yeah, 63% or 63 pounds of cargo is coming in and out of the Lansing airport today. So you look at where and how can we help continue to centralize that 63 million pounds, I should say, of cargo going in and out of Lansing. How can we help continue to let that expand? And that proximity is such a benefit for us when it comes to cargo. 90 minutes from 90% of the state's population. And how do we help continue to have that grow with our central location? And a lot of it has to do with the economic development from this region. So our partners like LEAP, Michigan Economic Development Corporation, when they're investing in businesses here within this region that we have that next day delivery type of demand that these companies might have, we're in a great place to help provide that support that's necessary. Nicole, what's your relationship with the other airports in the state and how does the state factor into that? Well, we're all part of the Michigan Association of Airport Executives. We talk on a regular basis. I'm involved with the legislative committee as we look at some of the challenges that we have in this industry, thinking of environmental PFAS, PFAS cleanup, thinking about these regulations that are changing, that are impacting our industry, pilot shortages, all those types of things. So we work together on a pretty regular basis and they're great partners. Are you worried about the folks who really emphasize us being green, giving some pushback to your industry? Well, I think there's a balance, right? So we airports across the United States have been mandated to utilize firefighting foam that includes PFAS. 
And with this mandate, there's no alternative product that's been established yet for airports. So we've taken steps across the United States to stop testing and utilizing our firefighting foam outside of controlled environments. So those things have been put in place, but we have to start thinking about what happens in DC, regulations that change or changes that are made at the state level. How are we going to fund some of these cleanups pieces? For us, we do have PFAS in some of our soil, in some of our groundwater, but nothing's in our drinking water, which is a great win for us. We've tested neighboring wells, all of our wells here at the airport, and we're still clean with no PFOS present in any of our drinking water. But this is an important piece that we're going to have continual discussions on. All right, final question for you, Nicole. How do you feel we in the media cover your industry and what can we do to be better? You know, you guys have been great partners. I've got a lot of friends in the industry like yourself. And so I can't thank you enough for that. But I think one of the key things is right now for us in Lansing, we've got a brand new airline that came to the state of Michigan, a Velo, a low cost carrier. And they're committing a multi-million dollar aircraft flying in and out of here to Orlando International Airport. And that's the message that we need to get out right now is how do we support them? New carrier in the industry, but they have over a million customers that have used the service since they kicked off in 2021. Nicole Noel Williams is the president and CEO of the Capital Region Airport Authority. They operate Capital Region International Airport as well as Mason's Jewett Field. Nicole, as always, thank you so much. I appreciate you greatly. Thank you, Tony. Great visiting. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.